When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is day one of our three-day New Year's work week for the Lori and Julia show. Julia decided to take even more days off, so she's not here, so you know what that means. It's Britney Witch. This song gives me life. We had a lady who got really mad that we played (laughs) this for you and sent us an email. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? We can't. We can't take all these um, constructive pieces of criticism. We're just trying to do a show. We're, We're just listen, trying lady. to do a show. <laughs> but we did. We made a change. Yeah, we made a change. Uh, Brittany wasn't on for a while because neither of us went anywhere. But holy crap, did a lot of people subscribe to uh, HBO Max I for know. Wonder Woman. I know. I bet. I bet mm. they did well. That was actually a pretty good, a smart move on everybody's part. Making it wait wouldn't have worked. There's going to be so many movies that come out. When things calm down, it's going to be so competitive. So that was pretty smart of them. Get that movie out. Sell it to HBO. Yeah, get it out. And the third one, just regroup Patty yeah. Jenkins with the yeah. people. and Get um, better writers. Get better writers. That's exactly exactly right. Um, another uh, movie um, that's really good. It's got a terrible title. It's the best movie with the worst movie title of the year yeah you said it to me and i'm so it's called i'm your woman and it's on amazon prime yeah and it is a terrific movie with rachel brosnahan and you don't even for one second go oh that's mrs mazel mm-hmm. um it takes place in the 70s but it's just it's just got a bad title i don't yeah. know what anyone was thinking about letting this cool movie come out with that bad of a title but what can we do but i'm your woman it's on amazon prime and um it's kind of a film noir Mm -hmm. i guess if you would uh and it's a bit of pulp fiction the best kind i could watch it all day long casey and i both gave this an a plus all right and and didn't julia watch this one too yes she she liked it a lot okay Mm -hmm. i'm in i'm in yeah i mean we've got you know more watching time ahead of us why not watch something good we can recommend bridgerton yes a hundred percent a hundred we're a hundred percent in rocco is even just gonna give us i'm gonna give it a shot phantom approval are you yeah when you're you are you here wednesday yes yeah okay i'll give you a report i'll watch one or two watch one with your wifey Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we posted a picture of Ra- uh, Reg, I got Jean. it, Reg, Reg, Reg Page. I don't know, but I, don't I know like how it. you say his name. He's the Duke of Hastings Hot. in Bridgerton. Posted a picture of him, and then also posted a story from Bazaar about if you really are interested and you watched it and you're obsessed with 
because it's such a feast for your eyes, a whole thing on how they did the costume and set design. We didn't even talk about the queen. And that blows my mind because she is so good. Oh, amazing. amazing. And that was a Shonda Rhimes thing to just have. And apparently Regency era London and that 1810 or 1808, whenever it is, mm-hmm. um, was there. She just wanted to have a very diverse Love cast. It. And there is some history that some of it that's right. And um Anyway, it's it, so good. It's so, so, so good. Um, the other movie that's getting good reviews, I don't think it's streaming yet because it's in. There are movie theaters that are open. Okay. Somewhere in the United yeah. States. But I'm sure there's a real world somewhere. Paul Greengrass's movie starring Tom Hanks, yeah. which I think is a very weird title, too. It's called News of the World. Yeah. And it's a Civil War uh, story, but it's post Civil War, and Tom Hanks is playing um, in it. He's playing this uh, Civil War veteran, and it's called News of the World. He's everything that we ever love about him, I guess, in this movie, and better. It's just getting rave reviews. Okay. So I don't know when that is coming, and I guess the News of the World title is that. They liked it because it kind of went with the pandemic times mm-hmm. and the times of post right after the Civil War. So I guess it makes sense in light of the um, seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. He's dedicated. You know, he's like, uh, there's truth in news stories and headlines. So it's something like that. OK, but we'll have to wait. And yeah. I, I couldn't figure out where we yeah. stream that. I'm looking at it now, too. It came out in theaters Christmas. Right. And in Netflix in other countries. Right. And so, then it says on Wikipedia there's going to be a video on demand starting Jan 15. Which okay. will be $20. And then I don't see a date on American Netflix yet. Yeah, yeah. So it'll it'll All be right. a while. But apparently he's got a 10-year-old co-star and he cried off camera to to help her with an emotional scene. Okay, so I'm down. Hanks. I'm down to watch this. And it's getting enough reviews where it's worth watching. I mean, I've I watched a lot of weird things this last weekend. We watched this movie called Baby God. What is it? Oh uh, um, yeah, I saw that. Baby I, God? I mean, I saw it on HBO Max. Uh, in the what's uh, that about? So, baby, Maybe. you might remember this story from the headlines. Is Doctor Quincy Fortier? He was a fertility specialist in Las Vegas, and it came out that he used a lot of his swimmers oh. to help his clients get pregnant and they did not know that so it's a documentary it's a documentary about that i would say it was very interesting in some ways with beginning you're like i'm very into it by the end you're like okay i I kind of already i think they could have cut out a big middle section there were some big things at the end where you're like oh this wasn't just a guy thinking he was helping there were some really messed up things with this guy he also did um but i think that the number that they have right now is at least 26 uh, kids of that were from him, and wow. the, the, they had no idea. They say, you know, he claims because he died in two thousand six, and so there were things coming up while he was still alive. And he was like, "That was just a way I just mixed mine with the fathers to help them go upstream." And they're like, first off, you never said anything like that, and secondly, that's not a tactic one should use." Yeah. And so there's a, this weird question: Is it was he just obsessed with the idea? Like, was it a weird perversion for women to carry his children and a lot of that kind of stuff? Creepy. Yeah, I wouldn't. Re- 
recommend it if you're kind of like in like that mood where yeah, yeah, in quarantine, yeah. like if you're looking for a good movie, probably not the but one it, to go I mean, to. It sounds like but an it's interesting int- documentary. Interesting. If you're like, if you're like, I'm not somebody who's going to get depressed easily. Go with that one. Okay. Rocco, did you watch anything really great um, this week? Well, as you know, I'm trying to catch up on the Americans and knocked out the oh. beginning of season five on that. Oh, that show is so good. If you guys have never watched that show, that's amazing. Uh, we, we watched yeah. Elf, of course. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I watched some Christmas episodes. I'm trying to think. We watched a Christmas episode of Mork and Mindy because my kid was kind of into that. Rago, I watched a Christmas episode of Mary Tyler Moore oh, yeah, on yeah. that Decade Station. Yeah, and that's the one where she's has to work Christmas. On Christmas yeah, Eve. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thinking. Speaking of Mary Tyler Moore and Elf, boy, Ed Asner, who's still alive at 93, he did a good job as Santa. And Elf, oh my didn't he? gosh, he yeah. Casey wouldn't watch. I, we were going to watch our Christmas movies, either Elf or Love Actually. Yeah. Casey goes with Love Actually every time. And you Aww. know what? It did kind of make you tear up a little bit more than usual because at the beginning of the end, we see people at airports. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Each other. Isn't that weird how that's traveling? Stuff, totally. I've had those moments too where I'll like mm-hmm. get a little bit emo watching just human interactions. And pop quiz hmm. who shows up in Queen's Gambit that stars in a Christmas movie, a very famous Christmas movie. Hmm. It's the the guy from New York. And I'm trying to remember because I just saw something like that. He plays the little kid in love. Actually, Liam Neeson. That's what it is. The drummer who's in love with the girl who sings the Mariah Carey song. He's wow. he's the the cute little kid. You know, his mom has died. Yeah. And, and yeah, he is the New York chess player in the Queen's Gambit. And he looks so much like his little kid self. It's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, that... And he was good in both of them, but I just loved that Queen's Gambit, too. Yeah, that that is a great, great show. Um, oh, yeah, we were talking to the, the Wilds. Did you end up watching some of that? I watched three episodes, and I want to go back. Casey okay. dropped out. He's like, I don't have time for uh, that. That's so funny. My husband did the same thing. He I just think, said no. I think here's a, I have a theory. I think men, okay, they really lean into how hard it is to be a teen girl. And I think guys... My husband was like, I'm just not that into this. And I think there was too much of that aspect. It was less less Lord of the Flies, more like real emotions, real like teenage drama. And I loved it. I want to watch it. It's at 92 percent. People love that. I loved it. And it's got it's it's not as simple as you think. There's a there's a lot of twists in it. And the, the twist comes out on the first episode. So if you're like. I I can't hold out for anything. Just wait. Just watch at least the first episode, first episode. and that it's that twist is worth watching. Just that, mm, really and truly, it is. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, listen, we come back. It's Brittany's random thoughts. Mm. You know, I saw this story the other day. Do you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if. And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, Brittany. I love random this. Brittany. I love this task. I've been off my Adderall for months, so this is perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Okay, so here's one for you. It's about nachos. It's a pretty big deal. Oh. Although they were invented during World War II, nachos wouldn't be well known worldwide until a Monday night football game in 1978 
when during the Baltimore Colts Dallas Cowboys games, Howard Cosell mentioned them because it was the first time they were serving them in the stadium. Ah, it's one of those things where it just seems like that they'd been around forever. I know, and it didn't get popularized. Did you guys do the microwave nachos in your house growing oh, yeah. up? Yeah, was that a big That's, thing? Well, that was a high school thing. I yeah, did right? some microwave nachos just yesterday just as a matter of fact, as a snack while I was watching Bridgerton. <laughs> well, speaking of a microwave snack. Uh, Bagel Bites is kind of leaning into the comedic uh, aspect where they're making a 2020 edition and it's just a group of pathetic Bagel Bites with like a little bit of sauce cheese in there and it's calling them their Bagel Bites 2020 edition, just a bunch of sad Bagel Bites. And you can buy them or you can apply to, uh, or not apply, but uh, get in the drawing to get them because people are trying to grab them because they're kind of unique. And it's just a bunch of defective bagel bites for 2020. Oh, so you're welcome. Yeah, all right. Um, okay, here's something fun I really liked. You know how a lot of Disney characters wear gloves? Yes. The reason they do that is to save time so that animators don't have to draw hands all the time. Hmm. Same with the shoes. The shoes as well. Exactly. Yeah, the bubble th- shoes. Yeah. Th- I think of Minnie Mouse, and I just love those shoes. I know. <laughs> they were so great. <laughs> those big old buckles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Do you know the two body parts that never stop growing? As I'm saying it, it sounds gross, but that's not what I meant. <laughs> as you get older, will never stop growing. My belly. Um, that's, is that a body uh, How about part? your nose? Nose, yeah, for sure. And one more, when I say it, you'll Maybe. go, yeah. Think of like what you'll see giant on men. E- ears. As ears. ears. Huh. Nose and ears, ears will never stop growing. Yeah, Casey has, his ears are going to be so big. Yeah, are they just like... He, but they fit his head. He has a pretty big <laughs> head. And, but my stepfather had like just massive ears. The, oh, I remember I, my grandpa just had huge, huge ears. ears. Yeah. But your nose keeps growing. Your nose keeps growing too. So yeah, that's why you have to keep resizing for masks. Mm. Um, okay, here's a super interesting one. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt had a pet. He had a lot of unique pets. He had a pet hyena named Mm. Bill, and it was from the Ethiopian emperor. Um, He also had a one-legged rooster, a badger, a pony, and a small bear. A badger? Aren't those kind of mean? That was the one you think was the weirdest. Kind of. I always think of a wild badger. They're mean. Yeah, they're super honey badgers. Yeah, I guess that's what I... I don't know if I even know what a badger looks like. <laughs> Were these all at the White House? Yeah, okay. all of them are at the White House, which I think it makes it far more interesting than just the, you know, usually they just have the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this story is a little sad, but I'm willing to go there with you all guys. Right. We're willing um, to hear it. GoDaddy, right? GoDaddy sent out this email, and it was mm-hmm. saying that 2020 has been a record year for GoDaddy, thanks to you. And they said, because of that, click on this. We're having our annual holiday party. And to show our appreciation, we're going to share a $650 one-time. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking 
looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Some holiday bonus. Um, what so they, is GoDaddy? Because I always remember their Super Bowl ads. So GoDaddy hosts um, websites. So Got if it. you want like uh, LoriIsAwesome.com, you can go to GoDaddy and buy it through them. And Got then it. they also have like website builders and things like Got that. It. So it. I never um, really knew what they were promoting. I always thought it was something sexual. Yeah. Well, they really leaned into that when they did the whole Super Bowl ads. Yes. I think that's. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, and so everyone was pumped, right? And a bunch of people, they said, um, all these people clicked on there. About 500 GoDaddy employees clicked on there. And then what happened was all the people that clicked on there got reprimanded saying that the follow-up email said that you had failed the test. This was a phishing test sent out by a company to gauge their employees' um, uh, susceptibility thank you to phishing attacks and so it was actually they a bunch of them got in trouble and they that 650 dollars didn't even exist so GoDaddy is now like the scrooge of companies the fact that they would even do this well i mean that's if they're a web-based company that seems like a smart thing to do with all these web people i'm sorry Lori, have you ever done the Hubbard Broadcasting Fishing Training? Yes, okay. I have. I, did you pass? I passed. Okay, good. I did pass. I, so but if- for the first time, <laughs> they kept hounding me to do it. And I said, I said, I thought this was a fishing thing. I didn't even click on ah. I probably got you some points with them, maybe. I don't know if it did. And then they were like, the reason I didn't show up is because I thought it was a fishing thing. (laughs) I don't know. If someone sent me a thing and said this is worth $650, it's fake. Yeah, but but it sounds like they made it seem like, hey, this is your bonus from us. I'm on the side of GoDaddy. Like, (laughs) their web people should be smarter than that. Who are you? I'm somebody that believes in web people being better than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. I did listen to your at-home um, oh, episodes. My, yeah. Um, I'm the original Luddite here. If we can't trust the website <laughs> hosting people, if they're not passing it, what the hell? All right. I've got a little bit less of a, a well, it's a feel good at the end of it. So this cat died, right? It got hit by a car, died. They buried it in their backyard. This is a feel good, Rocco. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. I, it's It's. It's it's it goes there. So this cat, terrible things. They they did a shallow grave. Thank goodness. All of a sudden, the neighbors heard it meowing. Comes back from the dead. Oh, it's like pet cemetery. It is. So now they call this Bart the zombie cat. It only had to have eye surgery, but I guess animals sometimes when they are dealing with um, trauma or the idea of having to kind of 
like uh, their body is breaking down in emergency, they'll get their heart rate so low it's undetectable. It happens a lot with hamsters. People will bury hamsters too soon, (laughs) and they'll actually still be alive. Oh, my word. So this cat comes back, Bart, and now it's the neighborhood zombie cat. They talk about it. um, You know, they were talking about worrying about Pet cemetery being real as well. But, yeah, it's Bart the zombie cat. That's one of the scariest things in, in... In in horror books or whatever is the animal coming back to life. Did you see Pet Cemetery? I and read the book. Ah, uh, see, you are such my soulmate. Oh. That's like my favorite, yeah. and that was really scary. Creepy. All right, and now I've got a public service announcement. Um, we're dealing with a lot of people possibly going back to work at some point. And a lot of people that have adopted dogs. Yes. And so uh, I found a bunch of literature. You can look it up yourself if you like. The idea about getting animals ready for people not being at home. And some of the little tips are are pretty easy. It's just the idea of putting them in a room or a kennel by themselves for a little bit Do throughout the like day. Do you like a radio on or music? Yep. And so if you play play music that you play while you're there and then play that same thing when you're gone and then they'll associate it with Things are okay when that's, you know, those that music's on. It's the idea of associating a good thing with a bad thing. So you do that. There's the idea of self-soothing the, where you put the whole uh, peanut butter in a Kong in the freezer, take it out, bring it, you know, set it for them. What's a Kong? What's a Kong? Yeah. A Kong is like, you know, those red things that look like big snowballs? Our snowman? I'll show you a Kong. Is it for dogs or cats? Yeah. Oh. A, it's like this big red thing. That you put peanut butter in. And the dog... Gets... And licks it out. Yeah, okay, and causes it. that self-soothing. So, I wonder about that name. <laughs> I wonder about that shape. I wonder if somebody is having fun with us. Okay, all the right. The dog's expense. Lori, I, did I say you were a bad influence or what? <laughs> Those are my random thoughts. You're all welcome. All right, thank you so much, Brittany. When we come back, someone has a number one record. It happened. Oh, yes, that is Paul McCartney, and he did a little um, jig today on Twitter and Facebook because he is, uh, McCartney 3 is his first number one in 31 years, people. Wow. I mean, his Egypt station hit number one in 2018, but it was sold as part of a bundle with tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got the asterisk, but McCartney 3 is that good according to the critics and deserves the accolades so was that find my way or excuse that me, was seize the, the day. day so um, he's doing kind of a little he's doing a jig he's doing a dance he's very happy and taylor swift gave him an assist last week you know they interviewed each yeah, other yeah, for yeah. rolling stone and she tweeted all of her her swifties to check out his album and um yeah they i mean it it would be hard to be creative right now. And the fact that they are creating things, it's definitely... Taylor's had two number one albums in a year. The way I feel about Taylor Swift is a violent love. Uh, I am so obsessed with her. Well, I We listen to her music constantly in Okay, my house. well then, how do you feel about this? So, you know, yeah. we found Christmas Day, you know, it was the lone wolf, the, the guy who blew up himself in an RV downtown yeah. Nashville in front of that printer's... Alley, which is, if you ever get to Nashville, that's a cool, another music street. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, it was a one, one guy, not, he gave, it was like he wanted to harm himself. And apparently he had some kind of a thing where he thought AT&T was listening to him. Yeah. 5G. So obviously some mental illness mm-hmm. playing Petula Clark's downtown. You know, it's amazing that 
only three people were hurt. I know. And he was killed in the blast. So anyway, so I can bring up this Nashville story, but in the um, the Legends Corner, which is, that's the bar that's next to uh, Tootsie's. It's the, you know, have you ever been to Nashville? No, oh, never. So I'm sitting yes. here just going, I have no idea. Oh. My brother, when he heard about it, he talks about Nashville all the time. So he Nashville just loves it. is He said tiny. it's so much fun. And it said it's fun. It's fun and it's tiny. I yeah. mean, you've been there once. Like, you really know, like, Racco. So you know Legends is the bar right next to Tootsie. Okay, and the, is that the one that's the shoe store? I mean, Tootsie's or, no, there's Tootsie's. one that's like a boot store slash by day and concert hall by night i feel like it's all right on that same block it, it maybe is that yeah. but legends is the place next to Tootsies, okay. which okay. is kind of a like that anytime you go in there yeah. there's karaoke okay. it's just a fun place but they have a big mural and it's around the corner from the rhyme and they have a big mural on the side of the building they painted over taylor swift and painted in brad paisley there were only four women on that legends mural Loretta Lynn, Reba, and Dolly Parton, and Taylor Swift. And they painted out Taylor and painted in uh, Brad Paisley because they said, Taylor isn't country enough. Here's the thing. She had country records. Yes, now she's as... But that, that's the thing is, her she's transformed into so many different things. Will she put out another country record at Wouldn't some point? be surprised. Of course she will. She will do it all. She is defining the music industry in so many ways. They're gonna, they're gonna regret it. They're gonna regret it. They'll be kissing her boots someday soon. Yes, no problem. People were like, "Oh, she's not really country," but yeah, people were kind of. I think it's because of her politics. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why they did it. Yeah, yeah. Or the artists decided to do it. They've got bigger. You know, I don't know if they were trying to get a good news about Nashville, but I was like, that's not going to make a lot of people happy. No. Um. So my mom. God, she had a very dolly Christmas, is how she put it to me. They watched uh, 9 to 5 on Christmas Day, she, she and my brother and his husband. And then one of her gifts was the dolly part in the $50 scrapbook. It's, um, I think John Bream gave it a really, it's called uh, Dolly Parton, um, Song Teller, My Life and Lyrics by Dolly Parton. It's amazing photos in it. My mom said it's just such a cool, cool book. So, um, Did she just love it? Loved oh, it. I they, love that. It nine to five. That movie never disappoints. But yeah. there was a great uh, story in The Guardian this weekend. Um, thank you, Fiona Sturgis, for writing this. But uh, it's interesting, you know, when you look back at some of the interviews. And one of the things that Dolly herself has always made fun of is, you know, it takes a lot of money to look this cheap. And yeah, she yeah, yeah, these yeah. cracks about her blondness, her yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. She but, was obsessed with, there was a, a prostitute in her town she was obsessed with was a kid that yeah. she wanted to dress like, yeah. But, I mean, she's a social unifier, unifier oh, yeah. a trailblazer of a music person yeah. and a genius. But this uh, Fiona Sturgis went, wanted to go back and look at Dolly Parton interviews. How... Why is it that Dolly is always so kind of self-deprecating? Well, here's a couple of examples. In 1977, Dolly Parton was interviewed by Barbara Walters for one of Barbara's TV specials. Mm -hmm. Now, it was 1977. Dolly was 31, and she was out of the Porter Wagner, you know, show. She was on that show. She'd conquered the pop charts with her album called Here You Come Again, 
And uh, Barbara Walters asked Dolly, did puberty come early for you? And made a gesture towards Dolly's boobs. Yeah. And she said, is it all you? And then she invited Dolly to stand up so viewers could inspect her figure. And then she said, um, she said, you don't have to look like this. And she was wagging her finger at her wig, her makeup and her hair. Okay. So Walter was not the first one. To treat, though, uh, Dolly. And what year was it? I'm so 1977. sorry. 1977. Wow, it's amazing. It wasn't that long ago. If you did that now, if they yeah. had that kind of interview. If you did that to a person now, Lori. Yeah, Oprah once ushered Dolly onto her feet and invited everyone to take a closer look, as did Phil Donahue. Wow. Who added, I know guys that wouldn't let you out of the house. And Johnny Carson looked at her chest and said, I would give a year's pay to peek under there. <laughs> I mean... So she's put up with all of this, with, and we've never and seen her lose her cool. Never. And you know what, though? This is on mainstream. So now, think about when she was not mainstream and doing the interview rounds with people and the things that were said. Yeah. So this is, I mean, I think way long ago, she just decided she's going to beat everybody to the punch. Yeah. Exactly. About you know, what she first. looks like. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it was like um, maybe six years ago. I don't know when like the really mad respect started coming through for Dolly Glastonbury. I think six years ago. It was like 2014 or 2015. She played the legend slot. Mm-hmm. That They always have a legend. I think last might have been Barry Gibb. That played there. Um, But she played the uh, legend slot at Glastonbury and she drew one of the biggest crowds in the festival's history. And then, um, you know, she's just, she's amazing, uh, amazing woman. Okay, I have a question. Everyone always talks about nine to five and I, I, great. Have you seen it? I've seen parts of it. Here's the thing. I grew up, I don't know if they play this on TV or what it is, but Straight Talk, the movie, I used to watch Straight Talk. I don't even... We got it on VHS. And me and my sister, a lot. we quote Straight Talk all the time. And I, I just think, it, did nobody see that movie? Was that looked at as bad? Was it not as good? Like, I thought Straight Talk was so good. And everyone, oh, nobody refers to it. I think it just, it just, I don't think it was a big hit or anything. I think nine to five endures because you have three legends in it. That's probably true. You know, yeah. And it is like a story that resonates with women because we've all been creeped on. Yeah. You know, that's not going away. Maybe but I just need to re I just feel like every watch time. Watch nine to five again. I, I think I need to. I think it's one of those things where every time I'm like waiting for someone to bring up a straight talk and it's just not going to happen. <laughs> I have to just give in. Yeah. I don't think you're going to make that one happen. <laughs> I really make don't. it happen. No. And I think there's been a research too with her. Um, it's all over some of the social medias of clips of her audio from interviews. And, you know, Gen Z just loves it. Loves it. She's so good. She's so good. Yeah, she's so good. And speaking of music and good is yeah. the Bee Gees documentary. I've heard that's great. Is amazing. And the rumor is that there's going to be a biopic. Mm. And I Do you mean, want more, though? Well, I could take I could take more wow. for the hairy chest, the hairdos, the pant bouquets, <laughs> because <laughs> at the time of the Bee Gees, guys, you know, I mean, I think Bridgerton is a pant bouquet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a bit of a high waisted pant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on. A pant lovingly, bouquet. A pant bouquet. 
Mm-hmm. And the, is this a, can you explain it to me a well, little bit? Well, a pant bouquet is just when everything looks good in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> it's like looking at a bouquet of flowers that's so pretty. Deliver that to me. Yeah. I mean, the Gibb brothers delivered yeah. pant bouquets and then their shirts were down to there and they had gloriously hairy chests. I mean, yes, I could take a biopic. Because sometimes I feel like we get really obsessed with a band because a really good documentary comes out and then they find them. I mean, recently it happened uh, with uh, Ted Bundy. We had the documentaries. There was too the, much. There was too much, and I think it was just oversaturated. So yeah. I didn't know if that's how you felt about it. We have. I mean, we haven't really had a, anything about the BGs. We've forgotten how great they were, how influential. Sixties. Yeah. We kind of forgot it. Just reignited a lot of people's appreciation for their music. Yeah, they had so much great. Um, songwriting together and singing and of course the one thing and they do bring this up in the documentary but we've heard it before we've heard it in relation with like the jackson brother i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. There's the Carpenters, the Osmond. There's nothing that can replicate sibling harmony. The yeah. Everett Brothers, same thing. Apparent, like nothing sounds as good as siblings, that tonality or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we do hear this every time they yeah. make anything about anybody who's like related and, and they sing together. It's like magic. Yeah, I agree with that with so that. For you sure. can add that. To your I know. List I'm of telling you, to watch of something good. I'm just glad. Yeah, you're sending me home with a lot of homework, and it's the best kind. Now, are we going to watch the Mask Dancer? I'm going to say that no, <laughs> I didn't watch the Mask Singer. I don't know if I'm watching the Mask Dancer. There's absolutely no way I care about a mystery dancer. Yeah, Rocco. No, no. I think I watched one episode of the Mask Singer, and I thought it was kind of dumb. Yeah. It's been a very popular show. I think it's because you can watch, watch it, with it with your, with your kids. kids. Yeah, yep. my, a lot of my you know um, yep, married it. friends with like you know eight and nine year olds because it's goofy enough and silly and it's not naughty, uh, right? And you've got like the mainstream celebrities in it. But yeah, it's painful for me. I I think it's the judges that make it so painful for me. I can't stand. Well, it. Well, I saw something on Twitter. It's like the you, know, you start guessing, like they start guessing all these five, you know, A list celebrities. Yeah. Oh, is John Legend in there? Oh, is uh, you know Queen Elizabeth in there? <laughs> oh no, it's uh, you know the the third star on a forgotten show from eight years ago. You know, like yeah, yeah. They build it up like yeah. it's going to be some big deal, and it's Paula it's not. Abdul is a judge on The Masked Dancer. So is Ken Jeong. I do love watching Paula Abdul, period. Like, yeah. I would watch her eat her breakfast. She's doing the ad. She's dancing to the uh, one of her Forever Your Girls for the um, ad for arthritis. I thought I saw her, too, do the that two-step forwards and what, doing that one. It's for an arthritis drug. That's, that's the song? Is that yes, the one with the yes. wolf? I was a kid. I used to watch it because there yes. was a wolf dancing. Okay, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was... 
actually enjoyable. That was enjoyable. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so that is, that's what's uh, happening is, no, your eyes are not tricking you. It is the mask dancer. Oh, we good. Have another one. We need another thing. And didn't, did um, Ken, I know, started his own show, too, where they had, can they sing? That weird, did that had to have that. won maybe one episode. Never I gave it a watch that. and it was pretty, pretty painful. <laughs> okay, all right, listen, we come back. Um, it is time to Hollywood speak, and we're going to Hollywood speak a dress that was worn on Christmas Eve that mm. had sculpted sculpted abs as part of the dress. <gasps> yes. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? All right, let's Hollywood speak up a picture, and that was the Kardashians Ooh. who cannot read the room to save the save themselves. But Kim Kardashian is wearing a couture Chipperelli gown for Christmas Eve that had the six pack abs. It looked like a black sculpted. Something Wonder Woman would wear then with a green oh. dress on the bottom. Please, Hollywood speak this. What had to be a at least a five figure gown. I I'm speechless. I am notoriously bad at Hollywood speak, but this is like layers, right? I mean, I think you just nailed it with read the room, read Kardashians. The room, lady. This, Rocco, did you look uh, at it? Oh, looking right now. It's so. It's Hulkette. It's it's Hulkette. That's right. Oh, it's the Hulk in dress form. It's insane. Yeah, I I really I oh. know you and Kanye live separate lives, but he's still influencing your fashion. I because it's so um, avant garde, but like also dull, plastic, plastic and, to oh, go with the plastic face. It's insane. I mean, it's just... And they all look like clowns. <laughs> they all look terrible. I mean, what are you wearing? Oh. Christmas with the... Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's Christmas with the family. I know. Take a look at it if you just want to just... Blah, what the hell? It's okay. so bad. Hollywood speak this. Uh, Real Housewife star Leah McSweeney mm-hmm. reveals she got... She gave herself new and improved girls for Christmas. I think she's got an interesting life going on right now. She's never experienced fame not in quarantine. Or maybe having a lot of extra money. That's true. And I think that the first off, her brand has shot through the roof that married to the mob since it's been on Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. And then also she I, I think she has this sense her internet presence is 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 really palpable. It's constant. Because I don't, she's never experienced that name, that fame, while being able to walk around the city. So yeah. she, Real Housewives came on air during the quarantine. Riddle me this: hmm. Do you think in pandemic times that um, when one gets some extra money, you go for plastic surgery because the dream trips aren't happening? Absolutely, <laughs> right? Like, and she's—I know she's staying in her same apartment. Which is teeny. Tiny. Talk about uh, a sad apartment. I know. I, Luann really nailed it. And I think that was funny when they were talking about it. It is sad. And it's, it's one of those things, too, where her dining room is also her living room. And she eats at the table. At the, it's like got to be terrible in quarantine right now. 
Um, I, but I mean, and she's been public about how she's not dating. She's not doing anything public because of she's doing hard quarantine. It does seem like the pandemic would be a time to do some plastic surgery. It'd be perfect. In fact, what are we doing here? We should both be in face braces. I'm lazy and afraid. My (laughs) thought is I'm going to wait for Botox till right at the tail end. I'm not going to do it for Zoom meetings. Like they've got enough of like a filter on that. Yeah. I'm going to wait. You don't even have any, uh. I'm going to wait. Yeah, you don't. When they become furrows that are there when you're not emoting. <laughs> Just dead face pant. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, why are you frowning? OK. <laughs> anyway, all the housewives are congratulating her on her new girls. <laughs> and she's I think I've, I like I'm, her. I like her. But I've, my memory serves me right. They were good. Great. Maybe she maybe they were saggy outside of a bra. I yeah. No I don't know. I mean, she streaks a lot. Um, so it was a good investment. Yeah. And and plus, go for it. I mean, of course, go for it. But yeah, she's fun. Yeah, she is. Okay, Larsa Pippen claims Malik Beasley was separated when they met, and Montana Yao responds. Oh, holy crap, Patrick Racy came over to the double wide today to say, <laughs> who would have thought that the Timberwolves player, the 24-year-old, would be caught in one of the messiest... I it's stories Larsa Pippen yeah. who's still married to Scotty Pippen former best friend of yeah. Kim Kardashian and uh why don't we have a reality show of this I don't this know. is what I need I need them to be following these people around here's what Pippen uh, wrote Malik and his ex were separated before I ever met him that's mm. a fact Ooh. yeah okay well mm. mm-hmm. so Montana Yao Says this, she shot down, she tweeted right back, this is 100% false. Continue to speak on my name and my relationship, Ooh. and we're going to have issues. Receipts don't lie. Let's not go there. I think you've embarrassed yourself enough already, and that really <sighs> says it all. I would actually watch basketball for this. I'm this close. Bring back basketball wives. I love. But like, Larsa Pippen, Pippen, I don't know what a 47-year-old woman is doing with a 24-year-old dude. I have an idea. Who's married yeah. with a kid. Yeah. And she was married to Scotty Pippen. You know, she used to be a real housewife of Miami. Yeah, for yeah, that yeah. Short-lived show. Yeah. And I who pulled out an Uzi on like a parade of homes yes, visitor. Yes, it's just yeah. so, so messy. I don't understand Larsa at all. No, and if you did, I would be worried. Yeah. If you said, I have got my fingers on the pulse of this. I'm actually scared to ever Hollywood speak her at all. Because I'm scared she'll show up someday. She, well, she was here this weekend. I, I, apparently that, you know, because he kicked his wife and kid out of the house. Yeah. And uh, Larsa, I will say that we are on Team Montana. We are, but I, if you show up, I'm going to say I'm on, I'm Larsa? on Team Larsa. You're going to be afraid. I'm afraid like, of I'm her. I'm afraid, I'm afraid. There's people you don't mess with and she might be one. <sighs> I don't know. I love the publicness of it, though. Yeah. Beautiful. You guys are chef's kiss. Okay, did you know Hmm. Candace Cameron Bure, who was one of the more annoying one-year hosts of The View, that's all she was on, is her brother is Kirk Cameron? No! Yes! Did you know that, Marco? I think it once was in my brain and then left. How but they're that? both very, they're both kind of conservative politically, right? And yeah. very open about their faith, Christian. But she denies participating in her brother, Kirk Cameron's massless 
Christmas caroling protest. Now, I know I should be mad about the caroling protest, but I was in absolute shock that Candace Cameron Bure is the sister of Kirk Cameron. How has that never, ever come up, ever? I don't know. Did anyone know that? Anyway. (laughs) He's not really acting, and she's the queen of Hallmark. I know. She's taken over for Lori Laughlin. I know. And then Fuller House aspects. Yeah. Yeah, but Kurt Cameron, we haven't seen him in anything since. Was he on Growing Pains? Was he Robin Thicke's kid? Like yes, that's pain? correct. Yeah. And then, yeah, he hasn't done a ton Mm-mm. just other than, you know, Christian videos and whatnot. Right. I just was shocked. Yeah, he's on his IMDb. The number one thing is growing pains. Yeah, of course. And then things we've never heard of. Right. I wonder, yeah, because it's not like I would know him as a good actor, so maybe that's the problem. Yeah. Anyway, that just... Uh, that did blow my mind. I did not realize they were related. I know. So that I was really just uh, wanting to get that word out there. Those two are related. That's a good campaign. Yeah, there you go. All right, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back.